everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 84, and I'm talking with David and Ellen Karen. David and Ellen have three children. They live in Ireland, and they created a run safety product called Run Angel that we're going to tell you all about. You guys know I love talking to a fellow entrepreneur, and I really, really am in love with this product. So I can't wait to share it with you. I can't wait to share um, my conversation with them, with you. And we had a lot of fun. We talked about music, and we talked about all kinds of other stuff. And the cool thing that I learned is David actually used to work for you too, and he's met Bono several times. That's kind of cool, right? I think so. Hey, I want to thank everybody who came out to my live show and everybody who supported it and was a part of it. Thank you, Mary, Maggie, and Michelle for being on the panel. It was so, so much fun. And we had people traveling from all over the place. I know Denise came from Texas. We had Evelyn. She came from North Carolina, although in the recording, I think I said New York. I think you're originally from New York, right, Evelyn? But we just had a blast. For those of you interested in listening to the live episode, that will be available on my Patreon page. So patreon.com slash Hine. For people that support the show, that will be available to you. And what you do when you support the show is you're supporting all of the production behind it. Um, just It takes a lot of work to put on this podcast. And so Patreon gives people who listen and tune in every week, people who are loyal supporters, the opportunity to get behind it and support it. So patreon.com slash lindsayhine and that's where the live show will be. I plan to get that up this weekend. Super excited to share it with you guys. Hey, guess what? We have a sponsor, a returning sponsor on the show that came on last year and I'm so excited to have them back. Generation You Can. Um, this is a fueling product that I use for my runs and actually this weekend before the Indie Women's Half, a bunch of ladies that stayed at my house were using it as well. So what Generation You Can does is it keeps your blood sugar stable. It has long-lasting steady energy without sugar. It's slow-burning fuel, no sugar spikes and crashes. And it's powered by a super starch, a revolutionary carbohydrate originally created for kids with life-threatening low blood sugar. Seriously, Generation You Can redefines the way you fuel, and it's a more proactive approach of waiting until you feel low. I know a lot of you are probably running fall, maybe late fall marathons. November marathons. I encourage you to check this product out and you guys can go to generationyoucan.com slash another and use the promo code another all caps to get 15% off your next order. Thank you generation you can for supporting this podcast. Hey guys, I want to apologize for any issues anybody's had with my website and my podcast this week. I've had issues with my website since Monday of this week, probably Sunday, really. I just wasn't paying attention on Sunday. Um, so I know that the last episode wasn't available in a lot of feeds. It should be up and running now. I have a temporary solution. I'm working on a long-term solution for this problem. So I apologize if you guys got 82 downloads in your um, podcast app this morning. I'm putting a lot of hard work into fixing it though. So it should be resolved very soon. All right, you guys, enjoy this fun conversation with David and Ellen.
So today, everybody, we're talking with Dave and Ellen Karen, and I'm really excited about this interview. It's my first time talking with a husband and wife team. What do you guys think about that? Excited to be the first. (laughs) Husband and wife duo there. Yes, so thank you. We appreciate it. (laughs) No pressure. This is also my first time interviewing someone from Ireland, so we're taking this thing worldwide. Yeah, so we're actually based in Cork in Ireland, which is in the uh, southwest and okay. um, yeah, very picturesque area. Um, yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Not, not, not far, too far from, from the county of Kerry, Killarney, and where they're, they're filming Star Wars at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's all, it's, uh, it's all a buzz down here. Convince me to come visit Ireland. What are, what are the uh, compelling arguments? My gosh, what's a compelling argument for, for visiting Ireland? I, I don't think there's any argument needed. It's just, you know, we, we live in a place where we're minutes away from forests, lakes, mountains, the beach, sea. I mean, on a, on a Saturday morning, you can drive into the city at any time and pull up at a cafe and, and, and you're there. It's, it's just, it's very cool. The people are so cool as well. You know, they're just so laid back and so friendly. Um, and it is true. Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> That's probably that's the downside. That's that's, that actually is the downside. I think Irish people are inclined to say, "Do you know so and so?" So um, yeah. So like I said, there's no hiding. Yeah, like even I'm I'm from Dublin and Ellen's from Cork. So um, even at that case, it was like, "Do you know so and so, David?" And do you know so and so, Ellen? So yeah, it's 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 funny, but it's it's a great place to live. It's a good place to bring up kids. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Yeah, and it's, it's it's a small island. Like the population of Ireland is like like less than five million. I think it's four point seven million. So, you know, it's it's plenty of spaces to move about in. And uh, as runners ourselves, you know, it is it's great. Now, the only downside is the testing weather. You know, there's a reason why they call it the Emerald Isle. It does tendency to rain now and again, but it, it's a good type of rain. It's a nice type of rain. You know, so uh, yeah, it's, we really enjoy living here. Yes, have you been yourself, Lindsay? I have. Not yeah. yeah, so you have to put that on the bucket list. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's one of those places you, you, you come to once and then you really want to come back to again. It really is cool. Place. Exactly. And as David said, it's just so easy to, to get around the yeah. all of Ireland as well. And you know, Dublin would be the capital. and It's just an easy commute by, by car, by train and that as well. So everything is accessible. Um, and also then there's just so much to do. You know, there's theatre, everything as well. You know, there's yeah, it's, 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 it's a musical nation. It, it mm-hmm. really is. I said, we go into town on a Saturday morning with the kids and yeah, it is what you see. There's buskers on the streets. There's people reciting poetry. And, and you know, that's not, that's just the way it is, you know, and, it, and it's nice. And uh, I, I just like the friendly aspect to it. I really do. I, I like the fact that, you know, people are engaging, people are asking you how you are and they, and they mean it and the support is there and, and the chat and, you know, it's just, it is a friendly place to live. Well, um, that reminds me of a movie, first of all. Secondly, when you talk about the friendliness, I think that, you know, with, have you ever been to the United States? Yeah, yes. I, I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like um, it really depends on what region you're in. Um, as far as like if you encounter friendly people that you've never met before, like I always say, um, I'm from Indiana and it's in Indianapolis and no offense to anybody who lives in other big cities or wherever, but I do feel like there's just this like Midwestern friendliness. Like people say hello to each other when they walk by, people hold doors open for each other. And then when I go to like Chicago or somewhere like that, People are just kind of more so in their own world, doing their own thing a little bit. Yes. You know? Yeah. 
and that little acknowledgement of the hello is just really nice yeah. it kind of makes your day i think it's a uh, yeah even, even out running you know the, the the whole running side of things the runner's nod as you find that you're out you're, you're out for a run on, on a weekend during a week and you know you're being acknowledged by other runners and you know, sometimes you're nearly stopped. You, you spend your time stopping your your, your GPS watch and, and having a chat, which isn't a thing to do, I suppose. But that's just the the running world here in Ireland. But uh, yeah, it's 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 good. But it differs, I suppose, from place to place. Even in Ireland, I said I'm from Dublin, so there's the hustle and bustle of the city as well. But then I look forward to jumping on the train and come back down to Cork. I really do. Yeah, I, it's funny with running because I typically will wave and say hello, especially if there's like nobody else really on the trail and you're kind of the only two people passing each other. Um, yes. And if I'm doing like a hard workout, I kind of have my head down and I think people, you know, you can tell when someone's like working really hard and they don't have it in them. But I always think it is confusing. I'm always confused when people run by me and we're literally the only people and they just like don't make eye contact. I'm like, even just like a head nod, you know? Like Yeah. That would be a little bit less awkward. Um, exactly. <laughs> okay, so you guys, you met at a record store where you worked, and you talked about how Ireland is kind of known for its music. Tell me, maybe, um, Ellen, tell me the story about how you met. Yeah, sure. Um, we were both in college in Dublin and working part-time in HMV, um, which is a big uh, record store here in Grafton Street in Dublin. And, uh, yes, we met there. Um so, yeah, that was 20 years ago, yes. 21 years ago now, I think, at this stage. Actually, I better get my dates correct. Um, and, yeah. I think there was a band actually doing a signing in yes. the store. And um, they were, it got so uh, manic uh, with, with crowds and fans that they had to take uh, crowd control outside the store and some of the staff had to stay outside, some of the staff had to stay inside and you know there were three floors across this record store and Ellen was working on the classical music department and I was working in the Irish music department so we never we only met in, in the canteen at break but um I suppose you know something happened there was an incident outside the store if I'm, if I'm right in saying this one yes. somebody got crushed against the barriers and uh, I had to get in and help them and that was just a talking point then at the canteen asking how that person was, and it, it just went from... And, of course, I was very impressed. Yes, very by, impressed. Uh, <laughs> by David, yes. You were like, <laughs> who's the hero? Exactly, <laughs> that was that it. guy <laughs> jumping into the crowd, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it, yeah, that, that's, I'm right in saying that. That's, that's how it happened, yeah. I remember that's the band, it. I think it was um, it was a boy band at the time, a big oh, Irish boy band. It was yeah. Boy Zone. So boy it was, Zone, yes. they were nearly Zone? that's what it was called, Boy Zone? Boy, Boy they were yes. nearly as big as you two back then, so it was just crazy and people getting crushed. So yeah, that that was it. And uh, I think Alan was up on the second floor looking down and then saw this, oh, this, like this, this silly guy jumping into the crowd. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how it started. And um, yeah, so that was 20, 20 21 years ago. It was nineteen ninety six. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have, like to, you have to fill me in on the music scene though, because. Um, I'm really into music. My husband's really into music as well. Um, not so much that I would have ever worked at a record store, though. So kind of fill me in, like, what is the music scene in Ireland? Do you guys listen to typical bands that are over here as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're, we'd be very big into music. Um, I suppose even back then when we are in our late teens, early 20s, music was very much part it of our It kind of came lives. from two different genres of music, I suppose. Yeah. My background is that I would have always studied classical music from a very young age. So I played both piano and viola um, right through primary, secondary school and, and when I went into college as well. So 
the kind of natural progression when I was looking for a part-time job was to work in, in a music store in the classical department, which led on to me being a classical music buyer for HMV Ireland then. Um, and yeah, subsequently um, then yeah, publications, with, with, with me, publications uh, uh, was slightly different. I was yeah. more the Irish traditional music front. Um, I, I really enjoyed Irish trad music. Um, I had you know, I just, I just love the energy of it. Um, you know, I like the Chieftains. I, I liked even the Irish American bands like Solace and, and bands like that. I just got just great enjoyment out of it. So I was an Irish music buyer for for HMV, and and then from then went on to set up a, an Irish music store in Dublin. Outside of that, and then we went on and we worked in respective music publications and worked in consultancy for record companies like EMI Records and Virgin Records. And then it escalated into music management. I went on to work for principal management uh, who manage uh, the likes of U2 and, and, and Paddy Casey and PJ Harvey. Um, so I suppose throughout our careers, they were, it was always music. Factor, yes. and, our, and our kids play music. Um, you know, our, my parents played music. So it was just it was just always there. Uh, but different styles of music. It's very interesting because when, when we get into the car to, to listen to music, it's like we could be listening it's an to eclectic mix. <laughs> it really is. It's crazy. We could be listening to Prince, and then we could be listening to the Chieftains, and then putting on something really off the wall. But you know, the kids don't. The kids, it's a surprise what we're going to put on the on the car stereo when we get in. But um, but the music scene here is, is just fantastic. I mean, there's always something on. There's always something there different. Gigs every night. Yeah. yeah. There's always something to go to on any day of the week in, in Ireland because, as I said, it's a very musical nation um, and there are a lot of great bands and great singers. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's always, always music on here in the home office. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. I always have my music on. Now, I am a stickler with music, though, in the car and stuff. Like, I, the kids are listening to my music. Like, I am not yes. going to drive around <laughs> my minivan. I'm already driving around in a minivan. Not gonna drive around in a minivan and listen to kids' music. Do you guys? We we had a little bit of the Frozen soundtrack a few years ago when that was current, but we kind of uh, yeah. yeah. That was on the trips to Dublin. (laughs) Walk when we're driving up and say we'll put on the Frozen soundtrack. We've actually we tired of that very quickly. (laughs) As a kind of a getaway for us, we like going to London um, a bit, you know, from Cork, and we take the kids and we kind of save up to go to some West End shows in London because again, you know we're very into that scene and especially at that level so our kids at their young age have been very fortunate in that they've been to several west end shows so we would take the cds from the likes of Les Mis and school of rock and all these sort of shows and, and played them in the cars and uh yeah and again they're they're you're gonna have to help me with the ages here they're 11 nine, nine and, eight. and eight yeah <laughs> so yeah so like they're like our, our son Dalton he even getting in the car this morning he insisted we put on Prince and he just oh, he know, just great. loves all the Prince he albums just, and he's really musical and just sings them and yeah yeah it's, it's yeah, great. yeah he loves Prince and, and whereas our daughters it's it's there one of them is actually listening to the Killers at the moment which is Ooh, again which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you go from really Prince to Killers and then and traditional music could could pop feature as well could feature yeah. as well yeah so yeah uh, yeah, but we kind of do, I suppose, um, dictate slightly what is uh-huh. listened to. Yeah, I, yeah. Suppose <laughs> I suppose at the end of the day, yeah, I, maybe we're uh, maybe we're not being PC or maybe we're being we, we watch what the kids will listen to. Or sorry, watch we we we, we monitor oh, uh, sure. what we have. You we, have to be now. You have, have to be very careful. careful. And we explain if, if there's a if there's a track that comes on the radio and we switch it and why we're switching it and. Uh, 
will explain that to them. Even our our our, our eldest daughter, eleven, lyrics or whatever she, she yeah. understands. She she has no issues with it, and um, she's quite a grown up in herself. And you know, we'll say, look, we're not playing this because this is what he's singing about, and it's mm. it's not appropriate. And you know, and even our son agrees with it. So they'll go and switch the dial, or if a track comes on, they'll you know they'll, they'll move it on at this stage. I, I think you kind of have to, but. Man, I can yeah. take some parenting advice from you guys. I um, And I will say, I do give in, like, at the house. We do always have music playing at the house. That's, like, my thing. Um, but I do give in, and they listen to this Trolls soundtrack quite a bit. <laughs> Which, it, that's really not that bad. It's like, there's some Justin Timberlake on there. Um but I, I get so proud when, like, my five-year-old wants to listen to Sturgill Simpson or, like, some, you know, music that I'm like, that's, like, actually legitimately good music. Yeah. But, man, you got a point about that because, I mean, just the other day, we were at my um, sister-in-law's house and I think Taylor Swift was on. But then another song came on and it was, like, talking about dropping your booty to the floor. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, yeah. My, my niece is, she's six. And, like, she has no idea what those words mean. And she's just dancing around and... Um, and this is not to slam my sister-in-law at all, but I was just like, man, I really need to start thinking about that a lot because, I mean... Yeah, it's kind of like a censorship nearly of uh, of listening material, really, yeah. isn't it? And yeah, it's, uh, it's not censored on the radio and, like, you, maybe no. at six they don't know what it means, but at 10 they will or 12, you know, I mean... So, oh, exactly. Man. Yeah. And you try and protect your kids as much as possible, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as is feasibly possible, anyhow. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's funny too because when my kids were babies, um, my little or my oldest, now that the, I do like double stroller, the older one is old enough that he knows the lyrics. But I remember I would like listen to like Tupac and stuff while I'm running on speaker. But I'm like, oh, he's like, t- you know, six months old. He can't, he doesn't know the words. But I'm like, <laughs> now I really can't listen to Tupac when I run a few yeah. yeah. No. So I want to get into your entrepreneurial endeavors and all that. But before I start with that, you mentioned this in your email and I have to ask about the book you wrote, Irish Dad's Survival. Oh, stop. Guys. That was... This is where David's parenting techniques come into play. This is one of those questions you ask, who around the table at the dinner party has written a book for dads? And yeah, and, and it's one of those things. When Ellen was expecting Robin, Robin, Robin our, our, our eldest daughter, I did what most dads did, I think, at the time, or expecting dads. I just went on the internet to get some advice for myself and, you know, uh, yeah, just effectively, what can I do to help and what's it all about and what's going to happen? And I kind of found that there wasn't a lot of information for dads, maybe written by dads. Um, there were little bits. So I decided to kind of do my own personal diary on it uh, through the pregnancy. This was going back a few years. And it kind of, it was supposed to be a hobby. But it kind of turned into it was getting a lot of attention. There was there was press and media saying, "Will you do an interview for us? Will you do an article?" And I was saying, "Look, I'm just um, I'm just an expectant dad. I'm just writing about my experiences." And and then it just became um, a publisher approached me and said, "Well, I write a book for expectant dads." And yeah, that's that's how it kind of happened. So it's one of those things, and it's 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 still selling, which is great. Um, and we go into bookshops here and, you know, we, our kids see it on the shelf and they take it off and they say, look, there's daddy's book. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's one of those funny things. But again, it's a kind of dinner party thing. Who, who's worked with you two and at the same time written a book for dads? So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> that's so funny. What did you do for you two? 
Uh, I would have been involved in the music management. So effectively, we would have, um, when the bands were touring, sorry, the band, when the band was touring, we would have been uh, making sure everything was right, effectively. Um, you know, the whole thing, the, the, the stage, the uh, hotels, the, the, the rigs, everything to do with the band. So, um, yeah, I was very fortunate. And then uh, I worked with a label that the, the management company had called Celtic Heartbeat and Celtic Heartbeat Records, which would have had the Riverdance music on its on its label so um i was employed as a an a and manager which is effectively to go out and scout for new talent acts and um when i wasn't doing that i was working with principal management and, and you two when they were touring um so did you ever get to meet bono yeah several times yeah do yeah, i say several. that right bono yes yeah, absolutely okay. yeah yeah, I always wonder yeah. if I say it right. It's Bono. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose, yeah. If you're looking at it, some people may pronounce it as Bono, but Bono is the correct okay. uh, I've always thought that, but I'm yeah. like, I'm going to be the idiot that says Bono's name wrong, who's like one of the most famous people in no, the world. No, no you're quite correct. No. Um, and they're all nice guys. The whole, all the band are, are really nice guys. They're great with their time and, you know, um, yeah, they're, they're really down to work guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody knows Bono's like a do-gooder and, you know, he's out to, you know, inspire people to do the same. So it's just, that's like, if if you're going to meet a famous person, that's one of the coolest people you could possibly meet. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because at the time I was I was managing an act myself, independent of, of, of working for the guys. It was, it, it, was a, it was a Chano singer and a Chano singer in Ireland is, is a singer who sings in the old traditional style of Ireland, he sings in our in our native language, in, our ga- language, in, in, in yeah. Irish, mm-hmm. and um, and they're they're called Shano singers, and they're these beautiful Irish singers, and and it's unusual to get a male Shano singer sometimes. And, and this guy I was managing, his name is Irlo Leonard, um, he's just a superb singer. And uh, when I was out one evening with uh, uh, the guys from U two, uh, Bono would come up to me. He said. Uh, you actually manage one of my favorite singers in, in the world, and I think he's one of the best voices in the world. And like to hear that from from the likes of Bono, that I was associated with a guy who effectively sang in Irish, um, but he was an amazing singer. Was was great kudos. Yeah, that was one of those highlights. Yeah. <laughs> and what's his name? What's the guy's name? His name is Irlo Linard. He's um, he would be the lead vocalist, or was the lead vocalist of the band called the Afro Celt Sound System. Um, but he's singing. He's just uh, his, his, he's uh, very purest Irish singer. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's really stunning. It's haunting. It, it's it's just beautiful music. Um, he's with, he he's with Peter Gabriel's uh, Real World Records label. So uh, if you ever wanted to check him out, and Shano singing would be singing in Irish, but completely unaccompanied. Yeah, so it's just purely complete focus on the voice. It's just the voice, and then yeah. you've got the language to go with it. It's it's lilting. It's haunting, but. Um, you sometimes hear Shano singers popping up on some major soundtracks uh, for movies in the States. Um, you know, just haunting. It, it's just, it, it's really fantastic. I was just very fortunate to have an opportunity in, in my to day work to him, work yeah. with him and to sit in studio and hear him sing. And yeah, it's one of those milestones and I'm happy I did. Okay. So I have to ask about the book. What, tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no getting away from it, David. There's no getting away from the book. Um, my mother definitely going to be tuning into this there's no question because she loves the book you say your mom my mom yeah she's oh, definitely so tuning in yeah. <laughs> well that's a really proud thing when your kid writes a book um so it's funny because you're right i mean there's all these tips and things for women when they're pregnant and they're expecting but it's like um oh by the way your wife is going to 
turn into the most tired, crazy person you've ever experienced, <laughs> um, what should you do? What are some exactly. of the tips in the book? Oh my gosh. Um, I suppose it's, it's I, I remember putting it together. It was, it was the whole, it started from, it went through the, the whole pregnancy. So it, it took the guy uh, on a journey, really, what was happening from. To you, actually your, your, your partner's body, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and through yeah. to delivery and what to expect and where to stand and what to do and what not to do and what not to ask. Um, but it was kind of um, written, not in a humorous way, but the, it, it was nice because it was kind of yeah, a personal angle to it. It was, it was written, certainly yeah. written in, it's still written in a serious way, of course, because yeah. that's that's what you're dealing with human life and, and, and human uh, change of bodies and, and you're the, the person you love the most and... and and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was done more uh, from a case study perspective. I went out and I kind of interviewed dads, expecting dads, new dads, uh, dads of three or four children and asked them for their, you know, life stories that I could include in the book. So with each chapter, then you have the end of it. You might have, you know, morning sickness and, and then you have a dad saying this is what he did when his wife or partner uh, was was going through a bit of morning sickness, whether it was um, giving her uh, ginger ale or rubbing her back or things like that. So it was kind of, it's kind of um, real life scenarios, which was kind of good, which I suppose that's what got a, a lot of attention because effectively these were dads coming out and, and speaking about pregnancy when, you know, it maybe, maybe it's an Irish thing. I don't, I don't maybe it's a European thing. I'm not sure, but it, it wasn't done as often. The guy wouldn't be as vocal maybe as he is today. Yeah. Um, like, um, don't make eggs. If eggs make your pregnant wife nauseous, egg, like, that's don't it. make anything that makes the house smell weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's it. Exactly. And, and even coming down to the likes of the baby names and things like that. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it, it was actually enjoyed writing it. I have to say, um, it was it was great fun. But uh, I, I think also as well, you got such great feedback from both men and yeah. women as well. Because I, I think uh, people that purchased it, it was for the for the male in in the household, and that but but also the women themselves were reading it, and you got great. Um, yeah, we were testimonials. Yeah, we get testimonials, testimonials yes, and we're getting yeah. getting emails from couples, and, yeah. and from couples and saying this is great. We're sitting up in bed. I'm I'm reading what to expect, and my husband is reading your book, and and we're swapping stories. And it's flattering then when you hear um, a, a lady who's expecting, and she said, "I actually picked up information in your book that I didn't find in other books." Or you know, I was able to anticipate how my husband was feeling or my partner about the pregnancy that wasn't obvious in my books. Um, so that was interesting when he put your book down and I could pick it up and read it what he, I know, it's maybe it's a silly thing to say, but maybe what he was going through. Um, yeah, so it was kind of just kind of fraternity of fathers kind of book. Uh, yeah, that, that, that became kind of big and, and, and successful here. And um, and again, because we've got three children, I started writing it when our eldest was born, Robin, uh, you know, it became more into play when, when our next two came along as well. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, and again, when you're in the delivery ward and the, and, and the obstetrician finds out that you're the guy who wrote the book, then you're in serious trouble because then he's going to say, I'm going to step out of the room. You're well equipped to deliver this baby yourself. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get funny then. So, uh, yeah. It, it, it was a good experience, though. Good, great experience. Great experience. Yeah. And as I said, There's a lot of research. I have very yeah. proud parents on the back of it. So, um, yeah, my dad gives me, still gives me a hard time about it because if anything comes up to do with parenting, he'll he'll tease me over it. Yeah, he'll say, well, I'll let David answer that. You to add it. Yeah, <laughs> and my, I have an older brother as well. And my older brother, typical of many older brothers, he he would be, he's very much into his rock, heavy metal music, um, 
covered in tattoos. He's quite opposite to me, bless him, and I'm, I'm mad about him. But you know, he he's constantly teasing about you know the, the parenting book his his baby Rudder wrote. So uh, and he's got four kids. So uh, he he likes to think you know what do, what do you know, David? You know you've only got three kids. I've got four. So I, I, I should have written that book. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, my husband always says the things that happen in the delivery room we just like don't talk about. Like, oh, he's yeah. like you can't unsee any of that, and we just don't talk about it. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a chapter in the book that just well, I think there's many chapters in the book that just deals with that specifically what happens in you know the delivery ward and and you know where to sit in the delivery ward right. and. You know, um, when the food comes in afterwards, don't put your hands on it. Uh, yeah, it's just very, very yeah, yeah. Very that tea and toast is for the mum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and any modesty that you went into it with is just completely out the window. Like you just you're out there for the world to see exactly. at, at least everybody in the room. Um, okay, so you guys have recently started a business in Run Angel, and I, you know. Recently interviewed, I don't know if you heard this interview, a gal, Sam Gardner, who um, 10 years ago was out for a run. And this is awful. I hate even saying this, but she was raped repeatedly and held for like seven hours. So um, when I heard about what you guys do and what this product does, I immediately thought of Sam. And I'm like, man, if she would have had access to this 10 years ago, like, you know, that could have bought her some time and that could have helped. I mean, thankfully Mm -hmm. she's still alive and she's still with us. Um, and she's such a strong woman, but can you guys kind of tell everybody what run angel does? And I know Dave, David, you were out for a run and someone kind of pushed you over one day and that's kind of when this idea started happening. So one of you can just kind of go into it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. This, I suppose, um, we'll go back kind of four years at this stage. Our product has been developed for, for that time frame. So yes, David was out training one early one morning. And as you mentioned, yes, it was very, very quiet. You just passed a, a female, uh, jogger coming towards you and you carried on your way. And then suddenly you were actually knocked into and, and knocked to the ground by this guy. Um, and when you just came to your senses, kind of over, he, you noticed him that he ran back in the other direction, um, but that he wasn't wearing any running gear or running apparel. He was just kind of in jeans and a hoodie and that. And then it only clicked with you that um, you thought he was in pursuit yeah, of this lady I, yeah. who had just passed you earlier. And it's something I suppose that I, really... I, I suppose it sat with us then, yeah. Lindsay, for a while, you know. You came back and told me and it resonated with me. We, 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 we would usually swap running stories when, when either of us was out running and, and you know, over over the years and I'd come in and say, guess what I saw? Or Ellen would come in that evening and say, you won't believe what I just saw. Um, and we these were just becoming a little bit too regular and, you know, and then as a husband and as as, as, uh, as dad, as a father and Ellen be going out in the evening... I was just a little bit uneasy. Now, Ireland's a very safe place, but look, at the same time, you know, you're still going to be uneasy when you, you open your door and you see it's darkness and, and your wife is effectively heading out into darkness for a run. So you're always going to have that instinct, you know, that, you know, be careful and you're just going to feel a bit uneasy while ambling around the house and hope the 40 minutes pass and they come back in and they're safe as houses. But, you know, we just started to look about to see if there was a product available that could answer runners' needs. Um and we couldn't really effectively find something that was aesthetically pleasing that could sit on the wrist, um, you know, that could make a very loud uh, noise and at the same time alert your loved ones back back at the ranch to say, you know, uh, something's after happening, please help or get help. Um, and also because you, with, when you're putting a sound 
into a, a device like Run Angel, you're effectively dealing with the laws of physics because you're trying to make something very, very loud uh, in a very small space. And we went to many places and asked them to build something for us. And they basically said to us, look, I'm sorry, um, but this is going against law of physics. You cannot do it. Um, so, And we're not engineers ourselves. So we just persisted we persisted and i suppose that that was kind of four years ago and it was very much an iterative process uh, right through the the product development stages um as, as david mentioned there the the sound output was um the main uh thing that we yeah the usb of our our product and so so important to us but we we had to be cognizant of the fact that we were dealing with small real estate as well. We had to make our product aesthetically pleasing and that people would actually wear it. Um, so so that took a lot of development in, yeah. in I suppose, taking off micro mills uh, in every prototype just to make our device smaller, but also increase in the decibel output um, from it. And then the secondary layer of protection was putting in the smarts then. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, glad to say yes. That four yeah, years later, yes, we have now. we're we're out to market and and we have a, yeah a safety amazing. device there that gives a lot of peace of mind to people. Yeah. Okay, uh, so tell me tell me all the features on it and tell me um, I'm out for a run. Someone comes out and like comes at me. What do I do with the Run Angel? Yes, it's it's very very simply activated because you only have that second to to react. So it's just one touch activated. Basically, there's a center button on it that you just press, and immediately an extremely loud sound is emitted. In turn, um, SMS and email alerts go out to a guardian network that you've already set up on the associated app. So this can be your loved ones, family and friends. Uh, you can input up to three guardians and they get an SMS and email um, showing the your location, uh, a time and date stamp. Um, so basically, it's like an emergency notification going out to them. So sound is the immediate deterrent yeah. if you are in that vulnerable situation. And also in that, it attracts attention of passersby as well. So it brings attention to you. Um, and then the the notifications then yeah. go out. And, and by, by definition, a personal attack alarm is our personal attack device is to give you a window of opportunity to make your escape. That's effectively what it's for. I mean, in a situation, God forbid, where you, you're, you're under threat, um, the person you once you activate your alarm, that person is not expecting that this sound is going to come, so they're going to be you know uh, distracted, um, and and then that's your moment to make your escape, and that's why we place the heavy emphasis on the sound capability of Run Angel because you need the sound, you need the siren, you need the loud noise because that will you know give you that chance to to get away or give you that chance to attract uh, attention from people nearby. Um, and then as, as the secondary layer of security was the SMS which showing uh, where you are effectively. But ease of use as well was very, very important factor in the development as well. So that's why it's we don't um, involve any holding down for a certain number of seconds or pulling a pin or that because that isn't feasible in that yeah. short time frame that you have yeah. so it is just this one touch activation yeah so like we went back and we kind of studied this we, we you know we, we went into the unsavory business of studying attacks and, and as you mentioned sam's case earlier on which is horrific in itself mm. um you know we, we had to research why attacks happened and and, and who attacks and, the and, 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 and why they attack and and what sort of person they attack and it wasn't nice it wasn't pleasant uh, uh, you know but we had to do it because it was necessary in building run angel so 
you know, that's why sound is key for Unangel, and it's what we found. Um, and, you know, also with this whole one-touch activation as well, you know, you, you have devices out there that you need to hold down for three seconds, pull a pin, discard a pin. You know, just, you know, just even think about that. I'm, I'm not really going to start getting into the whys and whys nots of these devices. The fact that you have to hold down something for three seconds is we need it to be immediate because that's what safety is for us. So we needed this one-touch activation. We also were cognizant of the fact that we were building a product um, that was going to be worn on the wrist. Now, worn on the, uh, most people will say have two wrists. Um, so we were building a product to be worn on a wrist. Um, others would say, why didn't you build it off the body? Why didn't you do a body clip? Why didn't you put it here or there somewhere else? But you have to go into the mindset of the person who is in that situation. They need to know where their device is and you're kind of conditioned to know your wrist is the place you go to it's the place you would invariably look at to to know the time or or to pick up a bag it's 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 what your 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 brain is, is conditioned for you to do so we said look for a safety device it has to go on the wrist because that's where the user in the event of a, a situation are going to go to the wrist so we said look it's unfortunate, but we have to put it on the wrist. Uh, and, and that's where it's gone. And we just start ticking all as many boxes as we could, an extremely loud sound, have it on the wrist, one touch activated, sends out alerts showing where you are, um, neat aesthetically pleasing, very lightweight, uh, weather resistant, because ultimately we're aiming at people who are running or, or, or walking or students out, out of doors. So we just had to take as many boxes from our raft of research that, that we've gone through in the early days. And we're very happy that we have done. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and you the, know, end the, is- yeah, the end product kind of stands up to that, the four years of, of dedication and, and, and sacrifice and good times and hard times and, 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 and what we've discovered over the last four years in each other. It has got us to this now, and we're kind of happy that it's out, and we're happy in the fact that the testimonials are coming in from people who are saying them. And it is amazing, and it, as you just mentioned there about Sam as well, the stories we're getting from people yeah. who have been in very, very vulnerable situations, have been attacked, um, and it's you know they're heart-wrenching reading these stories, and then they're saying, you know, had we had a run angel at the time, it could have been a very different outcome, but you know they're also so happy now that this product is available and now that they feel that much safer going out and more empowered yeah and the other side we're dealing with personal threat to to oneself but also in personal injury we 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 had a letter from a lady in in the uk whose husband was out training for the london marathon and uh he suffered a heart attack and um he was taken to hospital but they didn't find out about it until six hours later and her husband had passed on um she wrote a letter saying, you know, had my husband been wearing a run angel, you know, he could have activated. There could have been somebody nearby who could have come to his attention quicker. And had, she would have known yeah, where but he was located. Piece, yeah, she yeah. would have known what would have happened. She would have been by his bedside. The, the children would have been by his bedside. And she says she's a 13-year-old son and she has a run angel herself. And she said, now the son would say to her, and she goes out, have you got your run angel? You know, and, and she said, he's 13. And she said, these are the sort of products people need to know about. So whereas myself and Ellen made our own personal sacrifices, it comes to fruition when you're sitting across the kitchen table and you're reading these emails and you're sharing them with your children effectively as well, because our children have shared in the journey of Run Angel as well. I mean, they've, you know, in the last four years, they've evolved with us as much as we have, you know. Um, so we're able to sit down and talk to them about these stories. And, you know, this is why mommy and daddy have done it. And, you know. It, and it's great to know that, you and your product is, is making a difference yeah. to people's lives as well. Yeah, I mean, and I've always heard that in an attack, 
Like, even if someone has a... Because I think the scariest part to me, like, and this is part of Sam's story, um, the guy that attacked her had a gun. And so you see gun and you think, oh, no, like, he's going to shoot me if I try to run away. But I've always heard that, like, your best bet for survival is getting away right from the start. And so it's almost like, are you scared, you know, to do anything to freak him out? But, like, if you push the button and it's... It, it gives him those couple seconds and then you can just start darting as fast as you can yep. in different directions. The likelihood exactly. that he's going to hit you if he does choose to shoot is less. Um, yes. You see, they don't know what effectively has happened once the button is pressed. They don't know, you know, all the, who's coming, what's coming around the corner, how loud is this. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're just going to get away. And, and, you know, this is, as I said in our research, this is what we have found and, and, and this is what has been said to us and, so, yeah, we, we play a heavy emphasis on, on the alarm and the sound and the siren. And we also tuned the frequency of Run Angel so that we, when we got that threshold of, of over 120 decibels out of Run Angel, which is very loud, it's, it's rock concert loud. So it's like standing in front of the speakers at a U2 concert. That, that's how loud it is, and it's small and on our wrist. But once we got that loud, our acoustic engineer said to us, look, the job is not finished yet. We need to tune the frequency. We need to tweak it in a way that is most sensitive to human hearing so that when it's activated, that it, the sound will, will travel further and, you know, it'll get more attention and bring more people to the rescue. So that's the next thing we had to do. So we had to go to our electronics design and tune the frequency of, of the decibels so that it, it, it would do that. And um, that was the second thing on the sound mm-hmm. list that we did. Yeah. And actually, each and every one of our run angels, when it comes off the production line, is tested. We've built a bespoke um, acoustic um, chamber, chamber yeah. really, <laughs> which looks like a washing machine. But each run angel goes through that process as well to ensure that the sound capability is there. Um, so everybody, everybody can be guaranteed that their yeah. run angel will emit a sound in excess of 120 dB, which is essential. Yeah. I want to hear what it sounds like. Does um, it hurt? So- <laughs> Yeah. It probably doesn't translate as well now over speakers, but we can. Um, oh, you have it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh well, if you if you wish to. Yeah, yeah. Show, it, show us the, the sound. That it, oh. Okay. That is loud. The kids are come running in. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that it's like much louder in person. But I'm just saying, I yeah. was curious what the actual like sound was. Like, and then that is, it's like a, an alarm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it is like an alarm and it's, it's piercing. Um, and if we were to leave it on for 10 seconds um, and you're in the vicinity, you, you, when we switch it off, you'd go, oh, gosh, you know, uh, yeah, I, there's, there's a ringing. I, I, that's definitely had an it impact. It makes an impact. It yes. makes an impact. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, for something so small, I suppose, it, it's, it's great that you see it in action. Even when I'm out running, I test it on a daily basis. I think people in Cork are used to me running around with this alarm on my arm <laughs> testing it. I think they know me by now, what I'm doing or what I'm up to, or if You're I'm out running in different places. I'm testing Test it. Test constantly, and, and, yes. You know, yeah. we, we're fortunate in that, you know, the, the, the point of Run Angel is to get Run Angel out to as many places as we can. So when we see an order coming to the site through runangel.com, we'll and it's coming in from Seattle or it's coming in from Singapore or Reykjavik in Iceland. We, you know, we, we don't just take great solace in the fact that we have a sale. We take great solace in the fact that we're putting Run Angel in another country, another place, another far-reaching place. 
and we, we're encouraging it to be used, to be tested, so that we can go into our, our back-end system and say, you know, this person's active, activating their run angel in Reykjavik, and, you know, we go to them and say, you activate your run angel, we just want to make sure, is this where you are, this vicinity, and they okay, go, yes, I am, so... Again, it, there are no it, geographical limitations. Yeah, with no, it either, and that's, yes. the, that's the great mm-hmm. thing about it, and, and we're selling it into uh, people in, in South Africa as well, uh, into regions where there are no roads and, and it's, it's quite mountainous. And there's this game we have with them; we, they, they'll set it off, and we have to guess where they are. Um, so it, it's just again, it's reassuring. Um, we have a brand ambassador who was just traveling through Vietnam, Southeast Asia, and uh, again, she was saying, right, we're gonna, I'm going to set it off and you tell me where I am. And we'd have to say, are you at so-and-so hostel on this road? And she goes, yes, I'm actually standing outside the hostel. So this is why we, we love having Run Angel in as many far-flung countries as possible. And uh, I think we have a, a sale this week from Alaska as well, which is great. You send it to Alaska, which is what we love. Get it up to Alaska, and we want to see. We want to see it working. We want to see it in, in play. Um, and we are fortunate in that we're now in Best Buy in the states as well, um, which is great for a startup company. It really is. That's huge. Yeah, yeah that's like that, you might as well say you're in Target at this point. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's a really, you know, I think a, a good thing to think about too is like. Um, this doesn't, this isn't just for runners. Like if you are someone who travels a lot, like you were talking about the person in the hospital, like if I were to stay at a hotel by myself or things like that, like, or if I'm walking to my car at night from just from the grocery store, even like what a good safety feature. Exactly. It really has kind of multiple applications and for, for various situations. So yes, we find obviously the runner, um, but then there are students on campus yeah. as well and a lot of concerned parents who, who will purchase yeah. it for, for their kids who are starting in college or who, who perhaps are going off for a gap year. And it just gives them that, that extra security, I suppose, knowing that they have this device with them. As you mentioned as well, the lone worker, uh, real estate agents, you know, they're going to a situation oh, yeah. where they don't know who they're meeting into a house solo. Um, so this just gives them that added peace of mind. And even people coming home from a night out as well, yeah. and they're coming back in a taxi and that as well. It's just, um, yeah. Even cyclists. We've, even yes, we're finding we're getting yeah, quite, we're quite we're getting queries from, from cyclists, you know, um, in situations where there could be a, uh, you know, they come off a bike or there's a, there's a situation with a motorist, um, you know, that they have this on their wrist, you know. So it's, it's amazing the customers that are coming to us. Um, but I said it's, it's multiple applications. Like we 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 started our run agent with the runner in mind, but again, you know, the runner could be a student on campus who's working part time in a realtor store or working part time in, in a bar at night. So it, there's no question that the run agent can be used in different guises, or somebody who's walking across the parking lot to their gym. Um, and the great thing about run angel and the app is that if you have your run angel on and it's in your bag, your gym bag, you can activate it from the app as well. Oh, from your phone. You can access yes. it on the phone, so okay. we kind of we kind of harness the two way communication with the with yeah, the sound, um, and it, and we kind of use it at night as well. We've asked people if they're going out, as Ellen said, if they're going out to bars or clubbing, and they're coming home in a taxi to to effectively tell the taxi driver what they're going to do, put the run angel in their bag, and and just test it from the app to see it going off and the alerts going out to their nearest and dearest. So yeah, there are multiple. There are various features. Yeah. There are other features of that you can do silent alerts and that from it as well if the situation doesn't warrant sound. 
however most will but there is that option there as well for for the user yeah if they wish well i have to now i have to ask this question just like my business mind is thinking does it ever worry you that you've limited yourself by calling it run angel then oh yeah we, we get we actually get this a lot believe it or not yeah yeah yeah, yeah i suppose four years ago the well, running was, I, we, I kind of seen the metamorphosis in running, the, the way it was changing, uh, the covers were, you know, changing, the gender divide or racist was changing, it was, it was great to see more, the, the split there, um, you know, we were going, went to the Nike launch in London and all the floors were just covered in female apparel and, you know, we could see the market was changing, so four years ago we said, yeah, this is, this is going to do well. Um, but, you know, now we're looking at Run Angel and we're selling it, as you said, to students and cyclists. And, you know, some people say, well, maybe you could do a different name or change the name. But I suppose we like the target market that we're kind of going after. Um, there are obviously other business implications in the fact that you can come out with version two and three and keep it as Run Angel. So, you could have Run Angel, where it, what it's doing at the moment, capitalizing on the safety aspect to it and, and the outdoor activities. And then you could go Run Angel Pro on the second one. And then you could have uh, fitness steps, cadence, tracking, diet tips on the second one. And then you're, you're, you're staying within your target market boundaries. Um, I think there are other general wearables out there that are trying to cover too many markets. Um, and we just want to focus in on the one market for the time being um, and kind of reach out to them and, and, and just say, look, you know, we, we had the opportunity in the beginning to incorporate steps into Run Angel um, and make it more of a fitness tracker safety wearable, but we kind of pulled back because we, we didn't want it to be another fitness tracker with the gimmick of, an, a, of a siren and, te- and, and, and alerts. Um, and all our work we would have effectively built up for the last few years would have been gone on on the sound aspect to it. So we kind of just decided, let's come out with a safety wearable. Let's build up the brand. Let people build up the trust in, in our users and our customers. Um, and once we have that trust from our customers and they know these guys are doing it right in regards to safety and, and it's an emerging market that whatever future products these guys come out with, then, you know, we're going to take seriously. Uh, and that future product could be the, the fitness wearable with you know the, the the safety features um so it's very much to establish as as a safety wearable it's an emerging space and uh yeah we really want to be at the forefront of that yeah all right you guys before we continue my conversation with david and ellen i want to tell you about a race that i've decided to do in february it's the weekend of february 9th through 11th and that's the donna marathon weekend this is a national marathon to finish breast cancer the only marathon in the U.S. dedicated to breast cancer research and care. The Donna Foundation provides financial assistance and support to families living with breast cancer and funds groundbreaking breast cancer research. The course is flat, it's fast, and it's a great Boston qualifier. It takes you through the beautiful beach communities with scenic views. The crowd support is incredible. The streets are lined with volunteers and spectators. Donna Marathon Weekend has been recognized by CNN Travel as one of the seven marathons worth the trip. Donna Marathon was also named favorite charity race from the readers of Women's Running Magazine. I know a couple of girls here locally, Lori and Molly, run this race every single year. So when I posted on Facebook that I was running it, they were really excited and we definitely plan to meet up when we're down there. I think this is going to be really fun because I am running the Monumental Marathon in November as my first post-baby race, post-baby number three. Um, And my plan is to race that and and go hard and and have a strong race. 
But I think this is great timing to kind of piggyback off that training and run an even stronger race down in Florida. All right, and you guys can run the race with a 15% discount if you go to register and use the discount code LINDSAY15. That'll give you 15% off your race entry. That's LINDSAY15. All right, guys, let's continue my conversation with David and Ellen. Yeah, you know, and truly of all the things we've talked about, what sticks with me the most right now is the parent sending their child. And I do think female when I think this, but I'm, th- I have three boys, so I'm not really in that mindset. But like if I had a little girl, if I had an 18 year old that I was like sending off to college in some random town. Yes. And I know which kids I know no matter, you know, how good of a kid you're is, they're still going to be at parties and they're still going to be coming home late. Um, whether they're drinking or not or whatever, but it's like to n- have that with my little girl that would make me feel so much more at peace exactly yes yeah we have we have three kids there are two eldest or daughters so david is going to have a lot of sleepless nights yeah. in the future near future um they won't get out of the house without run angels but yes you know we've very com- committed as well very much i suppose as a mother myself yeah. as well to this pro project and you know to this product um always with that in mind i've always think how it can be applied to my own family. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think suppose that's a bonus, I suppose, being parents uh, at a wearable tech company. Um, obviously, we, we look at all these young guys and girls in, in their wearable tech companies and, and then, you know, we go, yeah, that's they're starting out in life and it's very exciting for them. But we're coming from it from a, a completely different place, I suppose, you know, as parents, you know, we can we can empathize um, with the whole safety aspect. We can understand it. Um, we can we can feel it and and you know that's that's just the way it is and as Ellen said you know we have daughters ourselves and you know our friends have uh, have kids going off to college and um, you know we share in their worries um, so yeah it, it's great to be able to relate to it and to relate to a product that you've built not just as a as a runner but as a parent um, so it just gives you more impetus to keep doing what you're doing um, and and keep keep selling it and keep trying to get the word out more about it. Well, and I have to say, like, whenever I say things like that, I feel like I'm being sexist. But, like, let's be honest, like, most attacks like that, um, I, I, you hear about women be, <clears throat> being attacked. And I always tell my husband, like, when he's out running in the morning, not that males shouldn't wear a run angel, but, like, I'm like, if you get attacked, like, you're probably going to get mugged and, like, thrown to the ground or whatever. But, like, I'm worried about being raped. Like, honestly, yes. like, take all my stuff. You know, my biggest fear is is that factor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a terrible fear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that we have never said that Run Angel is gender specific because it can be utilized by everybody. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, most yeah, attacks that's, that's, are that's, aimed at women and that is just the way the world is. Um, and we've had, yeah. a, we've had a serious amount of focus groups from, in our research yes. with, with, with female running clubs and it, it's universal in the message. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast. And, you know, we do try and, and, and promote Run Angel to to men as well. I mean, your Run Angel is is, is a uh, it's it's a wearable. It's not a pink wearable. It's it's a wearable that can be worn by a male and female. But you know, at the same time, I was out running myself in the Clarny National Forest um, or National Park several months last year. Last year, and I, and I slipped on a cattle grid and I broke my ankle and and that was it. And I was in the middle of nowhere. And I fortunately had my Run Angel prototype on me that I could activate. 
and uh, two hikers who were who were nearby came over to me to help me up and Ellen got the text messages and uh, was able to deal with the park ranger and find out where I was so that was kind of another light bulb moment that it was also that personal injury aspect to it you know that you know it, it wasn't a question of in case I'm going to be attacked it was also a case of personal injury because you know some people do go off-road and they're running there are people who go out trail running um, with mountains and forests so you know it, it was another target market which is probably when we were trying to focus on, on, on trying to get the male looking at Run Angel more maybe from that angle but also from the attack angle you know the phones could be taken the smartphones so yeah um, I, I suppose since since we have launched though that our most of our customers would yeah. be females yeah um, and, and, yeah. Uh, and dads <laughs> and concerned concerned mums and dads yeah, yes yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that makes me think of animals too. Like, if you're getting attacked by an animal, like that noise is going to make an animal run away too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We we get Google alerts coming through on a daily basis. Um, It's not pleasant reading, Lindsay. It's like we 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 see the geographical spread of attacks on 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 runners and joggers, and and they come in on a daily basis. And and a lot of time, you know, you get a a report that comes in that uh, a jogger, runner, or a student has been attacked by a dog while out running. so yeah, it, it's it's becoming more frequent. Yes. So yeah, again, Run Angel can can come into play. It gives you that few seconds to make your escape or to or to get attention or or, or to climb a tree, whatever the case may be. But it, it, again, it's just to get out get out of the way. Yeah, man, because that is one of my biggest fears is being attacked by a dog. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yes. Prospect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what's the what's the easiest part and what's the hardest part of starting a business with your spouse? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, um, you know, what's the easiest part? I think we know, yeah, we know each other so well, um, yeah. and our personalities. Uh, you know, I suppose David would be very creative, and um, so when it comes to the um, ideas, ideas, <laughs> yeah, a lot of ideas, and also kind of visuals and things like that. Uh, that would be David's forte, and yeah. maybe I would have maybe a little bit more kind of. Put them into action. Yeah, I wouldn't have that skill. Perhaps. You, you definitely have that skill. I'm, yeah, you, you definitely. I mean, we've got a team of engineers, predominantly male. But if I walk into the room, they'll keep talking. If Ellen walks into the room, they sit up. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's the difference. But as a, yeah. as the good thing is, but you know, without sounding mushy and 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 whatnot, myself and Ellen have been together so long now that you know we're best friends, and you know we've other friends say to us, "I couldn't work with my husband. I certainly couldn't work with my wife. I don't know how you to yeah. do it." we've always done it it's kind of um, second nature to us and it's, now. it's yes. kind of we're fortunate in that we can do it um and if we if it came to a place that we couldn't do it anymore um i think that'd be a very sad day for the yes. two of us um we get on very well and 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 that's that's probably the first thing on the list yes. um and i think it makes it a lot easier obviously being a husband and wife team uh, the negative side of things is it, ne- it never leaves you uh, if you're in business with your best friend you can go home and talk to your partner, your wife, your husband and say, oh, God, I, I had a bad day today. But if you're a husband and wife team and you're not having a good day or things aren't going, you know, you still have to go and sit down at the dinner table and you, you just try to leave it behind you. And you it's know, quite difficult. It is to very difficult. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even last night we, we were we were up till the small hours talking about something and, and you know, 
that's that's they're the bad things. But again, it's it's fortunate that we can talk to each other. And I suppose then, kind of from a financial perspective, you know, that yeah. you know, you you you're not uh, you don't have that cushion of an income coming in from a different source yeah. because those working full time on it. So yeah, that's that, that's, that's probably that's, a, yeah, a negative. That's probably that's probably the big uh, stay awake at night thing, you know, because we're a husband and wife team and and we've we've effectively given put everything up, into put it. everything into it, giving up full time employment to do a startup company to build a safety product so that's very worrying you know because we have a young family and like everybody else we have a house and mortgage payments and you know so yeah that's that's probably one of those worrying things but we're i suppose we're both doing it together and um maybe we're good support to each other maybe we're sharing in that worry again I, i like the fact that you see a lot of companies a lot of startups nowadays that they come up with ideas and they sold that idea before they built it and okay you know that's that's i understand that and maybe it's an age thing on on, on my side particularly um that i we kind of set out to build something to show our kids that if you work hard that you know you can do it now i'd love to be able to sit here and say Let's make a success for an angel, and 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 everything will be great. But if it doesn't happen, if it if it doesn't become a success, at least we've shown our kids that you know, at the very least, you we've know, we've been hundred percent committed. Yeah, and, yeah, and we've worked hard to build something, and we made something, and we brought something to life that that has made a difference. We feel to, to other people's lives. So, I suppose that's the biggest plus out of it mm-hmm. for us. Um, so there are not many negative things. Only the sacrifices we've had to make and the worries. That we kind of share in, but, but um, yeah, everybody has worries. Yeah, well. and I yeah. maybe maybe doesn't come across in, in the interview, but we are very introverted uh, people. So I suppose when we were asked to do interviews or were asked to get up and do a talk, uh, it's like wow, the other one of us is. Yeah, I might yeah. lean on David a little bit more for oh, that. Or vice versa, I say <laughs> yes. and I say, oh, is this something that you want to take? So uh, yeah, so, yeah. There's been a bit of a, I've been using my get out of jail card for Ingo Oil Ellen. They, they, they want to talk to female founder. It's, it is a, I, He's say, used that quite I've a used bit. That to you. I've said, well, Ellen, it is a predominantly female product. And I don't think I should be up there talking about, you know, you, you, should, you should definitely do this one. So, uh, yeah. I suppose, yes, the kind of startup arena is, is very much aimed at, at the extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's and like, when you yeah. are an introvert in that world, it can, and I know there are a lot of studies about that, but it can be quite daunting. It, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things that I can never understand, you know, and I, and I look at the TED Talks and, and I just go, surely they're not all extro- extroverts. They couldn't be. Because it takes some courage to stand up there in a room full of people and talk. So, yeah, myself and Ellen are, are introverted people. We are we are shy. And yeah, although we're openly talking now here, because of it's, we're very passionate about Run Angel, now, so it's very easy to do. Um, yeah, that's if it, one, of us, one of us was an extrovert and the other an introvert, yeah, it would be different. I'll say different, yeah. yeah. Well, I always say, um, not that I've spoken a lot, um, not that I've been in front of tons of crowds speaking, but I always say when I do that or like when I go on the news to talk about something, I always just act like I'm talking to one of my friends. And I think, you know, I used to get nervous about stuff like that, but now when I do it, I'm like, I'm talking about something I know, I'm passionate about, and I love, and I'm just going to talk to you like I'm explaining it to a friend and then I feel comfortable and forget that anybody else is is listening, you know? Yeah, sure. That's actually the best way to be, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and I've, we've kind of all said this, you know, when we walk into a room and, it, and it's to talk about Run Angel, you know, we know more than everybody else about Run Angel. So we should feel comfortable and at ease about it. And, uh, and that kind of, as you said, that kind of gets you over that hurdle. 
you know, that you, you do know what you're talking about and uh, it makes you feel more at ease. And pretend you just said talking to a friend. Now, I've had to I've had to do TV for my pregnancy, for the parenting book. Oh, and, sure. uh, you know, that's been daunting in itself. But, you know, I still felt at home doing it when I was, you know, going on TV here. Um, I kind of felt, well, I wrote the book, so I, I have a fair idea what's in the book. And unless I'm quizzed about something to do with pregnancy that I'm not going to know about, this is going to be pretty embarrassing. <laughs> and it has happened. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was kind of... Whereas with TV, you said oh, you wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't feel comfortable on TV, um, but that's just yeah my own feeling on the it. Hard, yeah. yeah, the hard part about TV especially is like if it's like a live shot and you're like, okay, if it's live and I screw up right this second, like there's no going back. There's no going back. So you just gotta yeah. Like, yeah. you just gotta roll with it. And if you say something that you think sounds weird, you just gotta move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, so. We have to get to our end of the podcast questions. I prepped you guys a little bit. (laughs) Tell me, and it's this question's always interesting to me when someone's literally like living out their dream of, you know, some sort of entrepreneurship. But tell me something professionally or personally. And so it can be personal, it doesn't have to be professional. But tell me something professionally or personal that you've never done that you'd like to do before the end. Um, you go. I suppose on a personal level, yeah, I'd love to get the chance to go to the States for a good period of time with family and when the kids are still young and kind of, you know, that cliche, rent the RV and kind of trip yeah. around. Um, That's, yeah, I'd like, I'd like yeah, that, that we around. would be able to take a certain amount of time out and just to, to experience that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I, which I haven't, I suppose, been afforded the opportunity to do that yet. Yeah, it's definitely, because the last few years have been yeah full on really so yeah it'd be great to get some downtime and go to the u.s with the, with the family and, and travel around yes um for, for a month or two that'd be that'd be something else and just read books and, and listen to music that'd be great not gonna happen in the next year we'll be work, we have our heads year, down you know, with ron angel for sure they're after perhaps exactly yeah, yeah. But, I, uh, I yeah. suppose I was, i've always been as a runner intrigued by you know the marathons that, that that happen around the world and i suppose one in particular that i've always had my eye on um would have been the the polar circle marathon i you know they're the sort of things you kind of put on a bucket list that now I'd, I'd love to do that so i suppose coming from a running aspect i suppose i'd like to do the, the polar circle marathon um professionally i suppose continue to do what we're doing i mean if if i say this again and i'm not being a pessimist by no means if, if run angel didn't work out that myself and alan could effectively continue um working on something together, together. i suppose yeah, yeah. um yeah, that's but as well. But it will. It will, of course. It will. My, it my mother, my mother keeps saying that to me. My mother keeps saying, that, "Yeah, she gives me a hard time when I when I talk to her on the phone." You know, so if I if I ever ring my mother and I'm telling her, you know, oh, we had a bad day today, or you know, she said, "Look, Dave, don't, everything's going to work out. It's going to be great. So don't worry about it." You know, and that's coming from a mother. That has to be law. <laughs> yeah, that's. I always. That's one of my favorite things about my husband is when I'm, you know, like I have this big event this weekend. I'll, I have my first big like live podcast recording and anytime I would get a little bit stressed about it he's like it's gonna be fine like everything's gonna work out and sometimes yes like you literally just need to hear those words yes exactly absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely I mean, it does it just gives a peace of mind when somebody said you say it a lot actually Ellen said I have more a positive I outlook I think yeah. yes Ellen, Ellen always said I said Ellen, it's gonna be fine she said, yeah, slightly more the cynic 
yeah, I suppose yeah. I'd, I'd be more a warrior, I suppose. Uh, and yeah, you'd be like, you know, no, it'll be fine, David. It'll be, it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Yeah, uh, David would let little things worry him and keep him up at night. Whereas, yeah, for some reason, yes, I'm able to sleep well at night every night. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it is a good yeah, thing, and long may that last. That is a good. Um, that is a good. But yes, yeah. I have quite a positive outlook on life. So. Uh, yeah, I suppose I, I, I'm the one who runs a lot to clear the head. Uh, and I, I think it's the greatest medicine anyway to, to get out there and, and go for a run, no matter how short or how long it is. I, you know, even with no headphones needed, just get out there and go for a run. And I think you just feel great. You come back. I do. I think yeah, I, when I'm out running, I, I, I think of things, I think of ideas, and I come back in and we, we talk about them then. So Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I suppose in a nutshell, it would be to continue doing on what we are doing. Yeah. And um, yeah, and being able to do it together. Yeah, I love that. And what's an accomplishment you're most proud of? Um, sweet, but it is. Yes, I know. Yeah, it, it would have been actually bringing a tangible, the Run Angel product, tangible product to to the market and to life. And um, yeah, uh, it yeah. was a great day when you know we got all of it packaged in with our local manufacturer, and that we were able to to feel this product yeah. and, and show it off to people. And I, I suppose only then could they see, you know, where all those years of work that have gone into. And um, we got the opportunity to launch it at the Irish embassy in, in London, London as well. Yeah, um, and which was, which was fantastic. And just to be welcomed in there and to, to show off the product was, yeah, was the, great. The, the ambassador himself there, Daniel Mulhall uh, was a runner, is a runner himself. Sorry. And uh, you know, again, it was great as a startup to get that kind of pat in the back and you know as an Irish company a small Irish company to be doing this to be making a product this day and age is you know it's 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 not an easy task by no means and I, I tip my hat to anybody who's doing it or starting out to do it it isn't easy and and you know you when you're dealing with electronics and mobile applications and everything else that goes with it it's you know it's it's really challenging so it would have to be that number one on the list I suppose getting the sound I suppose was another thing and because that was fundamentally what Run Age was about. So when everybody was telling us it couldn't be done and we did it, um, that was, it was a good day. Yeah, it so, wasn't a yeah. sense of proving people wrong. That that's not what we were about. It was a sense of that no, this this has to be done. We we believe that this can be done and it's just we needed to find the people who could do it and we are fortunate in that the team we have in Run Angel are just they really are like family and, and I and I don't mean that in a kind of a cliche kind of way and people might say well, these, these guys and, and girls are being paid. No, I, I don't mean that at all, because if I was to tell you what, they were being paid, you'd be astounded. They really believed in the product, and, and maybe, you know, they, they saw the sacrifices we, we were making ourselves. So um, we were very fortunate. And they're all family people as well. Yeah, they're, they're they're all they all families themselves. And, and yeah, the, you know, yeah, it, 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 we're very lucky in, in, in who we're surrounded by. Um, I suppose other accomplishments. I have to say my book, Lindsay. My book, oh, definitely. Yeah, the book. yeah, I have to say that now. That's on the bucket list. There's, there's a good book in everybody, and that's what, key, that's what they say. There's one good book in everybody. So I don't know if I've written my one good book. So uh, I'd like to write another one. I suppose maybe that's professionally. Yeah, I'd like to write another book for kids. Yeah. I'd like to Which you have been talking about for yeah. quite a bit. So yes. maybe when I get some downtime, I'd like to do a, a children's book on the back of this book oh, for that. With a dad as a superhero, I'm not sure. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to say, I, I would love to write a book myself someday. I don't know what I would want to write it on yet, so clearly, it's not the right time. Um, but to your point on the uh, proving people wrong thing, I was just thinking. I mean, I know you said like obviously that wasn't your point, but man, it feels good when someone tells you you can't do something and then you go do it. Yes, yes it, it does. does. It's like, <laughs> 
It yeah. just sends a satisfaction to I that. I think it's very sure that person is an expert, and I put that in the verticals. <laughs> they're, they're an expert, and, and we are not, effectively, and they're saying, no, guys, go away, cannot be done. Yes, but <laughs> so well, I think it's more satisfying. Yeah, and I, I think, actually, it did aid us because we didn't come from engineering backgrounds, so we could step back a little bit, and if there were slight little engineering glitches along the way, we, we had a different perspective on it, and we were able to look at it from different angles, and possibly with a very kind of logical way yeah. of looking at things and we came up with quite a few solutions yeah, to various different problems yeah. or setbacks we catch along the way so up, that's probably not blowing our own trump but it's, yes. it's from the beginning of Run Asia four years ago when we stood in those rooms with all these engineers and, and designers and we, in fact we said nothing we really said nothing we just sat back and we didn't even share the meetings. We just let these guys and, and, and girls just go with it. We, we didn't know what. We just we said, look, we need to build this. And you guys know how to build it. So go build it. Yeah. Um, and, and then <laughs> as, as the meetings became more regular, then we'd start to... Need more input from yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> we'd start to... And I, we'd, again, and this is what we, you know, we, we'd ask a few more questions. And, and they were very patient with us. There was no eyes to heaven or there was no, we just let us do what we're doing. Everybody was just, look, no, let me explain why that can't be done or why we need to do this. or So, yeah, that was, it, we're kind of different now four years on. Yeah. Um, so if we were to do it again, we'd be different in the room starting out. Um, yeah. That would stress me out to no end, like the technological side of things that you guys are saying. And you kind of just had to give it over and say, like, run with it. Like, it can be done. You guys need to do it. Um, But I'm just relating to this so much because it's like when I had this idea to start this podcast, I remember specifically talking to one person about it and then being like, oh, that's going to be really hard, like to hold a conversation with someone for an entire hour and to really carry that. And that kind of got in my head a little bit at the beginning because when I was like yes. launching, I was like, oh, that is really hard. So doubt was put into your head yeah. straight away. Yeah. 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 But then I was like, you know, then I, I walked away from that and I was like, no, 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 no. Like that is a strength of yours. And maybe that person doesn't know that, but you can do this. And yes. yeah, you know, and it's like, my dad would be like, why do you want to do that? You know, <laughs> people that didn't understand what a podcast is would be like, what's the point? And I'm like, no, this can legitimately be like a business, but also yeah. something that I love to do. That you enjoy doing. Exactly. I yeah. love bringing s- stories to people. So it's just a testament to like, Hey, don't let when someone says something like that or when someone says it can't be done, like don't let that stop you or make you think maybe I shouldn't do it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that note, what if you had one message to send to the world, what would it be? Yeah, and and I suppose I'm kind of reiterating just what you said and I had jotted this down was that do what you love doing and all will be okay, you know, um, that it will work out. Because I think if you are passionate about something, that belief and passion kind of comes through. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I had George Eliot's quote, I suppose. I've always I've had this on my Mac. I kind of have it on a, on a card on my Mac. And George Eliot said, it, it's never too late to become the person you might have been. So I kind of like that because um, I'm in my early 40s. So, you know, four years ago, five years ago, we, we came up with the idea for Run Angel. And, and people would have said to us then, you, you know, you've got a young family, are you sure, you know, you want to be doing this? This is not for a, a younger person in their 20s just coming out of college to be doing to be doing this. They can afford to take those risks. So I've kind of 
always had that. I've always me, yeah. taken that mantra with me. You know, it's never too late. It's never too late to do something. It's never too late, you know, to change jobs. It's never too late to, you know, take up running. I suppose that's an obvious one. You know, it's it's just never too late. And and I suppose that's what we try and teach the kids as well. You know, if, if they want to take up a sport or an instrument or something, you know, we, we kind of say that, you know, it, there's no restrictions, you know, gender, age, anything. It's just, you know, that's kind of where we come and from. And you put everything into it. Then. Yeah, and then I suppose the other side of that is to, to try and give it your all, I suppose, give give it 110%. So, yeah, I have this little card on the Mac that says that never too late to become the person you might have been. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know often I'll be using that again and again and again, but look, it keeps, it keeps, keeps me going. Well, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, when you're growing up, you think someone in their 30s is so old. And then you, when you're in your 30s, you're thinking people in their 50s are so old. But, like, you're yeah. the same person. Like, things about you change, but, like, you have that same spirit about you. And, yeah. you know, I just paced a half marathon this weekend. And I paced the 140 group. So it was pretty fast, like 735 yeah. pace. And wow. You know, the woman that I ran in, we ran the last half of the race together. She was the only person with my pace group at the end. She was 53. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And I said, oh, are you trying to run a PR? And she said, um, well, for my 50s. And I gave her a double take and I was like, whoa, you're running a 149 <laughs> in your 50s. <laughs> it's so true. Like, she's not hanging it up. Like, that might not be a lifetime PR for her, but it's a PR for her 50s. Sure know? is. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you guys loving right now? Um, what are we loving? It's, um, I like, I'm using a muscle roller, actually. Uh, this, I hope I'm pronouncing this right because I want to do the company justice. I think it's an American company. They're called Adaday Muscle Rollers. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so I kind of use that because I, I kind of need that a lot. Yes. So and, and you found yeah yeah I really like really it. Good. I really do like it. I, I obviously I use foam roller a fair bit, but I kind of like this thing. I like this gadget. And then for running, and this is kind of something I as as being in safety business, I, I don't encourage, but um, I do sometimes because I, I use it for research. I use my Skull Candy uh, headphones for running um, if if I'm listening to podcasts. So. Yeah, that's. I'm yeah. I suppose I'm big into my green tea at the moment. Um, yeah, um, matcha. Yeah, I just really like powdered form, and you know, have my little whisk and going with it. Um, so it's it's. Um, I have my little ritual. Yeah, yes. you, uh, <laughs> yeah, that as a ritual, and it's really tasty green tea. So yeah, we're we're, we're that's what we're having. There's a lot of green teas around the office here. Yeah, um, um, kind of converting everybody's green tea, and I'm yeah. trying to think what else we're. Yeah, I, I suppose we are, Killarney is our home away from home in County Kerry and, and, and down there at the moment they're, they're filming uh, or finished filming the Star Wars movies um, you know that epic scene at the end and, and I'm not really I'm not a big sci-fi guy or uh, Marvel or whatever you want to call it but they had the Millennium Falcon on one of the Skellig Islands down in Killarney and that was just a sight to see so um, they had all these t-shirts printed down in Killarney and they called it Skellig Wars because that's where they film Star Wars so yeah I've got it Got myself a, a few Skellig War t-shirts, and uh, it's a bit of a head-turner. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of good to see Star Wars in Ireland. Um, to, to see the cast and crew walking about, it's it's very strange. It really is. Yeah, that's really cool. What's, what's the most recent, best most recent book you've read? Not, is it, is it The Irish Dad's Guide to Pregnancy? 
I was just going to say that. I was, I was just going to say, Ellen, that would definitely be yours. Of course, of course, I have to say that. Um, recently, I've read, yeah, it's, it's quite a small, it's kind of a nifty little book, um, uh, Make Your Bed. I don't know whether you've heard of that. Um, little Things That Can Change Your Life and Maybe the World. It was written by a Navy SEAL, um, William... McRaven. McRaven, I think, yeah, yes. Because uh, yeah. you, read, you read it also, actually. Um, but it's just how little things can make... A difference and you know by completing kind of the first task of the day you know it, it can kind of set you up and um, yeah it was I, I would recommend it to everybody yeah it's really recommended to to younger people as well I think you know, absolutely I think it it's, it's a nice read yeah it really is and yeah it, it's definitely going to be on the the gifting list I think this yeah, Christmas to, to he, give to colleagues he goes through his Navy SEAL training mm. but he kind of he, he just kind how of how he can apply it really how he it? applies it to yeah. life and it's it's yeah it's, it's yeah it, I definitely recommend anyone to check it out I, I really enjoy it yeah um, I, I'm a big fan of Murakami books so um, obviously the, the one when I talk about when I talk about running is one of his famous books and um, I really like that one because he just talks about you know his 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 love for long distance running and and when he's running what he reflects on and um, slightly different take on his books. yeah it's, it's, a, books it's a different take a different direction on his books he's he's a very famous Japanese writer so um, I really liked that and, and I suppose I still really like um, I shouldn't say still really like I do like uh, Susan Cain's book the the quiet book the about introverts and, and I nice. suppose we touched on this slightly about, yeah, about introverts I, earlier I really yeah like that book. Um, it's kind of the, the brain chemistry between the difference between introverts and extroverts and, you know, how society can somewhat misunderstand introverts. And it's just a really clever, insightful book. Um, and we kind of we have a we, we have a daughter and she is very shy. And, you know, she's she's probably at the stage where she's 11. She's no, 11. Yeah. And, you know, you can see her shyness and you can see her in groups. And, and you know, we're tr- trying to explain to her that that's OK. It, you know, it's 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 fine to be shy. It's it's OK to be that way. This, this, you're not no different to somebody else who's a little bit more vocal or a little bit more extroverted. So. Um, yeah, I suppose that's kind of I like that book, Susan Cain, Quiet. Yeah, that's that's a nice book. Yeah, I've had a couple of people recommend that. Okay, so do you guys have a nonprofit you love to support? Yeah, there's one in particular. Yeah, the yes, the uh, I'm not sure whether Ronald McDonald House Charities. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that, that would be that, that's that's that's, that's yeah. Without without a shadow of a doubt, as parents as well, and and we we've, we've seen families affected by with, with having sick children, and you know where Ronald McDonald House charities come into play, and you know the support they've had, and there's a children's hospital here in Ireland, Crumlin Hospital, and they have a Ronald McDonald House there, and you know people from around the country go and stay, so it's it just makes that I suppose difficult period a little yeah, bit easier for yeah, it's it's you, you, for you, parents and family. You, you hear the hard wrenching stories, and you know it just makes it a little bit easier knowing that you know this is this this has been taken care of, you know, accommodation and, and this, this is a meal when they, they come back from visiting or if they've had a hard day. So yeah, without, without a shout yes, out that one. Yeah. Be very supportive of that. Yeah. I've actually um, had some experience with them, not personally, but just like uh, done some work with them when they were the uh, nonprofit that a race I worked with supported. So I got to kind of like see a little bit of the behind the scenes and talk to the staff a little bit and, and honestly, just like see the families come in and out. Yeah. And, yes. And I talked to someone whose uh, brother was sick when they were children and they used the house. And yeah, I mean, it really is incredible the way they support these families. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard someone bring that one up on this podcast, though. So that's interesting to me. Um, Good. Yeah. Well, you guys, this has been a fun conversation. And. 
Likewise. Oh, likewise. Yeah. Thanks a million. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to get uh, the word out about Run Angel and honestly just have people feeling more safe and secure when they're out on their run. And and I don't mean this to sound uh, strange at all, but I'm proud of you guys for... Oh, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. We really do. You know, we're we're very honoured to to you know to have the opportunity to to do to this. Speak to, uh, yes. uh, you know, we really are. Um, you know, not big fans ourselves, but you know, we're very familiar with the show, and yeah, we we just we were overjoyed to have the opportunity. A little nervous coming yeah. on, but you have certainly put no, us at ease. You know, and, it's, uh, it's great to just yeah. be able to just uh, ch- chat away and 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 just relax and and feel relaxed doing it. So thanks a million. Thank you very much. I know you guys are probably hustling with a bunch of a bunch of business stuff the rest of the day, so enjoy the rest <laughs> of your day. Well done, guys. Thank you. Thanks a million, Lindsay. Okay, bye bye. Take Thank care. Bye bye. All righty. Thank you, David and Ellen, for coming on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you for being patient with me while I get my website and podcast sorted out on the internet. Once again, I want to thank Generation UCAN for supporting this podcast. You guys can go to generationucan.com slash another and use the promo code another all caps to get 15% off your next order. I also want to thank the Donna Marathon for supporting this podcast. And I'm so excited to go race in February in Florida, Jacksonville. You guys can get 15% off your entry to the Donna Marathon if you use the promo code or the discount code Lindsay Fifth. And that's one five, numbers one five. Hey guys, if you're loving the show, I would appreciate it as usual if you would leave me a rating and review on iTunes. That is one of the best ways potential new listeners can find us. And if you're looking to hear the audio from the live show, you can go over to Patreon and support the production behind the show if you just go to patreon.com slash Lindsay Hine and you can get access to that live show. You guys can follow me on Instagram, lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter, at lindsayhine. And you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. We also have a group going. And there's a new book club for the month of October, a new book club pick. So head over to the Facebook group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine group. And check out what the October pick for our book club is going to be. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for all you do for supporting the show and for continuing to be such an amazing community. Have a great weekend, have a great Friday, and as always, I'll see you next Friday.